Welcome to the We Have Issues podcast, a weekly look at the local issues and matters impacting Independence, Missouri. And now, your hosts, Lori Dean Wiley and Dan Hobart. Hey, good morning to another exciting episode of We Have Issues Independence. Oh, this I'm, is going to be good. I'm Lori Dean Wiley. I'm Dan Hobart. Okay, so behind the scenes, see, I'll give you a little, here you know. Here we go. I, I just here expressed the, that there might the be a little slash. anger in me about this topic because it's so, so, so important. And so. What? What topic? I'm going to say, you know, the name of the episode is Raising the Roof. So it's about housing and in particular, affordable housing. Okay. No, in particular, yeah. quality affordable housing. What's that saying? You can have good, fast, or cheap. Pick two. Yeah. Is it one of those things? Yeah. Quality and affordable? Quality and affordable. And available? Pick two. Well, you know, according to a recent uh, report from August, we have about 200 homes for sale, is what it said. And uh, Vacant lots, you mean? Vacant lots, places to build, in et cetera. Ingle- in Inglewood or all around? Uh, Inglewood. Inglewood. Yeah. Inglewood alone, yeah. 200 vacant lots. Yeah. And, you know, recently... Um, that's insane. I've, I've when done. You think about yeah. that. It's probably better than having blighted houses, but think about two hundred available lots in an established neighborhood, yeah. In a in a nice sized sort of suburb bedroom stylish community that we used to be. Well, and anyway. you talk about stylish. You know, it's a very eclectic neighborhood it from is. Uh, architectural and it you is. know, I, I have tons of memories in Inglewood, um, but I'm also. Uh, thinking about the whole city i guess there's you know lot, there's lots all over i yeah. mean look there's there's one on blue ridge that uh has been controversial for a different reason but uh it's never been built on it people have used it for believe it or not gardening over the years oh wow and uh i it's i still i don't know we'll see yeah if i if i build a house it will be a it would be a smaller house on that lot well you know i was i was telling you before you know Record was pushed. Um, my dilemma is that I love this city. I want to see so many things change. Right. I believe in development. I believe in better, faster. Capitalism. Capitalism. Are you a fan of capitalism? I am absolutely a fan. Um, well, you know, it's caused this problem, right? You know, I... I Actually, if you really believe in capitalism, you don't believe it's a problem. You believe this is what the market gets us. Well, I do. I do believe, you know, all things are about what the market bears out. But, and this is not a great time to buy a house or probably build a house because of cost and price, et cetera. But when I think about goals and intentions, um, you know, a few weeks ago, City of Independence announced the Get Fit Independence. Yeah. You know the new strategic plan, and and I know housing is a cons- a great concern, but I'm t- I'm talking more about the minds of citizens in Independence, and that true concern. And you know I know there's been 
waves of times of good economic um, situations. And, and we currently have a difficult economic situation with inflation, housing prices, food prices. Sure. Um, job income, medium income and independence um, by its citizens. Just, uh, you know, the economy. We have every problem. Yeah, we have every problem. And so as somebody who's a citizen but loves my city and I work on homeless dreams, issues, but I want to raise yeah. $160 million to build a museum. Correct. We, we have so many vital things because, well, you and I agree on this. If we don't do something different, we won't have those things in the future that will make us better, that will that will bring us into, I think one day you were talking, you said the 22nd century, you know, we're not thinking just 21st, but, you know, it's, it's uh, knowing that there's a problem, talking about it a ton, because I know we have as a city, as citizens, as business owners, as groups, organizations that... 70% are very concerned. Seventy percent of the children that attend school in the independent school district receive free or reduced lunches. Yeah, meaning they're that's near not, that's or at the, poverty level. That's the watermark for right. poverty. And so, knowing that, it's really a big, big topic. Absolutely, it's but it's it's such an even bigger reality. You know, I want to throw something out there real quick. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that people don't realize. You know, we have become a really safe and good place for folks who don't have as much money yep. to still have access to extremely good schools. Absolutely. And, you know, like it or not, uh, that actually is a big part of who we are as a community. Those are regular folks that work, those parents, yep. those guardians, those grandparents, the aunts and uncles, all the foster parents, all the people that take care of these kids, raise these kids, they work. They work for a living. You know, they don't own stuff. They work. Yeah. Uh, and that reflects who we are. You know, I did uh, in some of research that there was this, you know, there was an article. I'd already been thinking about it. And then an article made the claim, you know, that the housing market's going to continue to go down for 2023, become even less affordable, you know, just the, the alarm of just announcing that again from a a national perspective. And then, so I, it made me uh, talk to a couple of people who have, you know, I'm definitely not an expert, um, but I like to learn because I want to be able to take how I'm feeling about it, better informed citizens, but in, and if we only so, talk about it, so, we're not moving forward. And all I, right. So here's the thing. Uh, I dug up some old interest rates. Okay. Shoot. Go for it. Uh, what do you think the average 30-year mortgage rate was in, I'm going to pick the highest year in the 80s. 1981 was the highest average 30-year mortgage rate. Remember, we were coming out of all that inflation in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you think that interest rate was in the 80s? In 1981, we were kids. But yeah. what do you think? Take a guess. I Only because I know inflationary 
what an inflationary time that was? I'm going to guess 10. 16.63%. So in the 90s, what do you think the highest rate was? Oh, well, gosh. And it was 1990, I'll tell you. 1990. Mm-hmm. So it actually, from that high water mark, it's yeah. still headed down in the 80s. But still high. It still was a lot higher than what we're used to. I'm going to say, well, based on 16, I'm now going to say 12. 10, 10.13%. All right. You're getting closer. Yeah. Now. I might nail it then. Yeah. Any, <laughs> any minute now. Uh, yeah. So 2000 to 2010. Okay. If you remember, we had a couple of housing booms in uh-huh. there. We also had a couple of massive uh-huh. financial uh, uh-huh. issues, 9-11 and 2008. I'm going to say 7.25. The lowest was in 2010, mm-hmm. 4.69%. Wow. Wow. Now, since then, mm-hmm. you're probably more up to speed on what years this was. 21, 2021 was the lowest. What do you think? 2021, where was that in regards to, gosh. By the way, I'm not a realtor or a mortgage broker. It's all right. Um, and Gosh, just I'm going to say four. 2.96%. Wow. So all this mystery around affordable yeah. housing and attainable housing and yeah. where did all the housing stock go, it all is contained in that number, 2.96%. So I just got a program started. Yeah. Uh, we have a person that's uh, that's going to be doing some enforcement on rental ready. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Codes and things. a little bit of code stuff will be mixed in. That'll be included, but okay. it'll be business licensing and rental ready, so that that we do help ensure that the folks that are buying all these that have bought mm-hmm. all these properties mm-hmm. and are now being landlords actually follow the rules because most of them don't. But I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the one of the groups that she came across had one massive loan for uh, a whole string of houses in Independence. Wow! And so they literally just have this big pile of money. This is one of these Texas companies. I say it's a company. Let's yeah. be clear. It's LLC. about three guys yeah. in a room yeah. that got investors and yeah. went around buying housing stock in, in places in the Midwest because of 2.96%. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm, and I'll get this number wrong, but the, the loan amount is it's like $5 million, and it fits all, a whole bunch of these little $50,000, yeah. you know, black, homes. Mm-hmm. beat up homes in it. But literally, that's what they did. People raised massive amounts of cash. They sold them as REITs yeah. to, you know, folks in on the coast or in big economies that make a lot of money. So they sold them in investment uh, vehicles, REITs, uh, you know, money market, not money market accounts, but 401s, whatever you can do to homogenize real estate these investing. real estate investing. Mm-hmm. And they went around and bought houses everywhere including independence and that's where our stock went yeah and frankly that's where everybody's stock went housing stock all the empty houses that people could my house that i you know how much i paid for my house in 
15 or 16 whenever I bought it. It was a for, it was for, HUD foreclosure. You know how much I paid? Gosh, I bet you got a great deal. $30,000. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you can't do that now. No, you cannot. Uh, and I fixed it up, and it's worth more now. And it's I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it's, you know, a perfect house, but it's not big. It's fine. It's great for me. And I've, yeah. I've helped improve my street. Yeah, absolutely. So it's nice. But this is why we don't have housing stock, because people here are workers and not owners. The owners came in, got cheap yeah. money, yeah, very cheap money. And then fixed them up cheaply. If they fix them up at all. Right. If they even know them at all. Yeah. There was a, somebody told me a story the other day. They interviewed a guy in California. He had bought six houses in Independence, or in Kansas City, excuse me, in Kansas City. Yeah. Six houses in Kansas City. Well, he goes, well, and they went and interviewed him. Somebody from Kansas City went and interviewed him. Okay. And they, they said, well, uh, what do you think of those houses? Well, I don't know. I, you know, Never my, my son does it. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm sure they're fine. He's, and then they showed him pictures. They said, well, this one doesn't have a roof. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This other one doesn't have any doors or windows. So how, how do you feel about this now? Like, Really? You just buy this. You don't spend money. You don't fix it up. You don't. You hurt. You hurt the neighborhood. You hurt the local people. But you think you're going to be this real estate mogul halfway across the country. So, do you think out of town slash developers or owners um, are a significant reason for related directly to independence? Not just out of town. Let me be very clear about okay. that. This it there there is no reason to demonize out of town investors. Out of town investors. Okay. Have they been a problem? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely they have. But it's kind of like complaining about China buying golf courses right. and farms. Uh you know, that's just a bigger level of the out of town investor. So local owners and investors. Yes, they've done it too. Don't kid yourself for one second. That the folks here that own a hundred rental houses didn't go buy more. Do do not kid yourself. So with rentals, let's just shift to rentals real quick because uh, you know affordable housing is about sure trying to own a house. I mean that is the American dream, <clears throat> but we are a city with an exorbitant percentage of rentals. So I was just. Looking at the August, as of August. Well, it's an increasing number. Yes. Right? It's I, not necessarily too many. It's more than we would like to have. It's because more than, we'd okay. like to see people paying a mortgage of 500 a month rather than rent of 1500 a month. Right. And that was one thing. You know, we're lucky in the sense of, of the surrounding areas. Independence <clears throat> does have a lower medium rent rate and or mortgage uh, because of the size of the houses or the rentals. But they are still way up. You know, the average, I think I looked, the average as of August um, of this last week was $2,050. believe it or not, you got to understand our nice neighborhoods. Yeah. Prairie Landing. Yeah. Out, way out east by Commerce Center, yep. you know, uh, in the valley. 
somebody told me how many rentals they have. It's it's way more. Yeah. Well, than you yeah. Realize. And those are those are hundreds of thousands of dollars of fairly new houses. Right. So it didn't just happen to the fifty thousand dollar houses. It happened to the quarter of a million dollar houses and the three hundred and four hundred thousand dollar houses. We have those here. And it happened it happened in those neighborhoods too. Let's be very clear about this. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a problem everywhere. Now, folks that can afford that typically can uh, weather the can storm. Af- can weather the storm. They have <laughs> yeah. enough cash to make yeah. it through problems. Unlike folks that get stuck in a house that that the landlord doesn't keep up mm-hmm. and living paycheck to paycheck living and, paycheck and to then paycheck. you get uh you know with inflation on top of that if you're a renter more dollars going out it is and if you're a want to be a homeowner you know in our area we all know jackson county assessment that literally you know, just was the icing on the cake yeah and, I, and I, that doesn't that you know the cherry on top it, that, that doesn't mean that's not to d- diminish mm-hmm. the extent of the damage that the county has done, mm-hmm. the, that the assessments have done. But, man, talk about making things 100 times worse for folks. It's, it's terrible. Some, somebody at some point has to start using some common sense. Okay, so thank you, common sense, because that's what makes me question or want to know what can we do what are we doing so we talk about it a lot um our government agencies know it's a problem talk about it a lot it's not something government can fix but they're a part of that but let's take independence since we're government government has addressed it right you know hawthorne is the largest public housing facility west of the mississippi which is pretty darn incredible when you think about it being right here. Um, but you see what happens when people, you know, when somebody wants to build apartments. Right. Which leads Not me, in my neighborhood. Correct. But they don't want to see homeless people. Yep. They won't, don't want to see the trash. They don't want to see, but then they're mad about their neighbors who die. Mm-hmm. And the house goes to the kid or the grandkids. And it becomes a storage facility. It becomes a party house, a drug house, a, a, a non-taken-care-of house. Yep. And before, you had a neighbor that lived there that bought the house new in 1948, 1958, mm-hmm. 1963. And, you know, the neighborhood heads, down, heads downhill, right? But on top of it, then you have a county assessor's office that jacks the assessments up. So that'll push people out of there. And they don't enforce the assessments for the people that can't afford to pay them. Right. So you cannot pay your taxes for literally years. You know how much taxes wrote on Kmart, the venture building? It's like $3 million. And now how happy does that make you? <laughs> yeah. So and so here they are uh, doubling, doubling grandma's. Yeah. 750 square foot house in independence yeah that literally has had no upgrades ever and three million dollars is out on kmart and you want to talk about missing out on revenue let me tell you something assessments are not revenue in fact they're not earned at all you're right you want to know what is earned the property tax on an existing commercial property 
and the county has taken zero action to collect that money for years and years and years. Now, you tell me where the efforts would be better spent. You know, let's hold let's hold these folks that want to come in to town mm-hmm. and buy property and be landlords and not follow our rules and not read our codes and don't care about anything. Well, first of all, I said it from the dais. I'll say it again. We're yeah. coming for you. Yeah. Because if you have if you're a big boy and you have enough money to come into somebody's neighborhood and buy their house and be their neighbor, then we're going to start holding you accountable. Number one. So now, that's an actual action. So my whole. Yeah. Anger is because we know the problem and we're not getting to some practical solutions. And I that's one. I like that. You're naming well, a solution. Hold people accountable. You can. But the, the second problem you've got is it's America, baby. Yeah. You buy property, you do what you want. I don't think America is a problem. I think here's what I think. You brought it there, so... I'm going to say, right now in our pop- popular culture, there is a brand new anthem ringing out there called North Man North of Richmond. What are you talking? Tell me. Rich Man North of Richmond. That's the name of Rich it. Rich Man North of Richmond. You know, and um, just kind of storming the nation. Um it's been highly popular um, because of the words of the song have resonated. And I watched somebody, like just news people out there talking to people because this has become something to talk about, um, was like, this guy just got angry enough that he put the lyrics down on paper. And oh, then, and you're then, talking about the Jason Aldean yeah. song? Look. No, not Jason Aldean. Uh, it's. It's called Richmond, North of Richmond. And what it is is basically, you know, people are living on the street. They don't have enough food to eat. It's one of the lyrics. And it is that the people in politics, that the federal government, that they are, this is how we got here. You know, there are a lot of yeah, reasons whole, we've gotten so there. But you're right. They're 100% correct in a very linear linear way. Correct. And and you jumped in yeah. before I got to finish my thought, okay. too, by the way. I don't blame America for this. Okay. That's not Good. the problem. Good. Personal responsibility is the problem. Absolutely. Uh, but, again, nobody can make a landlord treat somebody properly. And, frankly, if the market doesn't force them to, mm-hmm. or government regulation, which, by the way, many people will tell you is the enemy of the free market— Absolutely. Although yeah. those are not people that have read Adam Smith's work okay. from the late 1600s in Scotland. But let's be clear, or 1700s. Yeah. Uh, so they don't understand it to begin with. But they will, t- they will tell you that government regulation and interference is the enemy of the free market. Well, let me tell you, without that, do you want to know what condition our housing would yeah. be in? Yeah, yeah. It would be like escape from New York. Well, that is what prompted even more research for me and and more kind of my questioning of all this was uh, a recent article basically said that government regulation was keeping developers and housing from happening in cities. Guess who paid for that? Yes. Probably Peter Thiel and whoever else <laughs> has poured money into these companies to yeah. go buy more houses. Yeah. 
And, you know, but I'm going to give props because but the two experts I talked to over the week, both of them said they do not in any way, shape, or form think that's a problem in independence. They felt, they said of all the deals I put together, of all the building oh, that I'm responsible for, that independence is the easiest to work with to get that oh, house built oh, or that, that refinance or whatever it is. They said good. independence is really the easiest of all the well, that's probably why cities we, around. That's probably why it was so easy for people to come in here because we don't enforce. We have little enforcement, which, so is, we have, which is what we're changing. Yeah, so we have a, the, a really clear how-to, but it's the after effect that there's not a lot of follow-up. And is that, in your opinion, lack of staff, lack of dollars? It's a, it's a lack of need, right? Okay. So when this hat wasn't a problem, mm-hmm. why do, you don't really have to worry about it as much, right? right? right. Like you, burn, you, you put out the fire that's burning you first. Yeah. And that's where we've gotten with the housing issue. It is now the forest fire that yeah. is not burning us, but it has engulfed us all, and it has to be addressed. Now, we can't control what China spends money on no. or Ukraine, the war with Russia and Ukraine. We can't control the global economy, which has a massive effect on investment in America, yeah. which has a massive effect on uh, our interest rates. So... In independence, we can't control that, right? We also we also aren't uh, a Fortune 500 company right. that can buy off politicians and get our legislation passed on a federal level yeah. and make special things for us. We can't do that either. And so what we're stuck with is what are the steps we can take yes. to start, start, start one step, two steps to address this? Well... This is one of the things we can do. One is hold it accountable. We're going to start holding okay. these out-of-state folks and these big landlords yeah. responsible to make good housing out of the housing that they've literally just bought in bulk and driven the price up on all our regular folks. So we start holding them responsible. Maybe that makes a difference. Maybe it doesn't. But it, that's what we're going to try. That's one good step. It you know, is. recently the um, an idea, the Inglewood overlay, you know, has been worked on by a group of yeah. people. And and <clears throat> I think if there's anything I learned from just the amount of work they put in and, and their idea, um, it's something I can get behind. So, you know, you have these vacant lots, you need affordable housing. So is it time to bring, quote, tiny homes into independence? Tiny homes is, uh, my, my house is technically 743 square feet. So, so that, that meets tiny? the definition that's of a tiny, tiny home. That's tiny to a lot of people. Yeah. But my cat and I fit fine in it. <laughs> You know, That's good. Now she doesn't agree. She wants to go outside, and that needs her whole house needs to be the whole world. Yeah, uh, yeah. In her mind, yes. Uh, but uh, for us, we do fine. Uh, you know, in Independence, your smallest square foot supposed to be a thousand square feet, and generally, and you can understand that mm-hmm. to some degree, because 
the point of regulation is, and this is where HOAs came from, and people hate those too, and I don't blame them. Yeah. But the point of all that is, is to help people maintain their property values. Right. You want some some consistency on your neighbor. So, so the fear is tiny homes start getting built, then housing values go down. Yeah, except guess what? A, a brand new 600-square-foot house or two 600-square-foot houses on a lot will, on a currently vacant lot next Increase. to, next to <laughs> on a street full of distressed properties, you tell me whether that increases the property values or not. And then you get a whole neighborhood full of them, and all of a sudden you have you have affordable housing stock that people can buy as their first home and then cycle out of. I totally agree. I think that this is a good, you know, start of some solutions. So we've got accountability and now we have a potential for this tiny home project um, as a rezoning to the using the Inglewood Arts area. Not as, a rezoning. Uh, Be careful. Okay. It's not Does it a change rezoning. the zoning? It gives an overlay to that Inglewood Arts it, area. It adds, yeah. it adds to existing zoning. There you go. So. Um, yeah. But that's definitely a, a, I think that's a possible good solution. Uh, start of something. Absolutely. You know, it's start of something. Yeah. Um, so if somebody isn't thrilled by the thought of tiny homes in the community, you know, as a council person, are there other ideas, uh, solutions that, whether that's the city, you know, manager or you as somebody who's always looking to solve future needs, um, you know, yeah. what the, are some other things that okay we can do? Yeah. So here's the thing and and this is this is the part where you have to have more than two hands right yeah because because you have to be doing more than one thing at a time but when you take you take you take a look at some of the things that we're doing as a whole yep north point yep several thousands of new jobs construction jobs now and construction jobs over the next 13 years that's awesome but permanent jobs in those facilities long term yeah those are jobs that pay well enough for folks to, to buy a home. This is huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge. So, so you have to add the economic support. You have to add jobs so that folks have somewhere to work, so that they have some income, so that they can afford a house at some point, right? Yep. Now, so you attack on that front. You, we attack on the enforcement front to try to uh, drive out the bad landlords, and or just make them more accountable and teach them how to be a good landlord. One of the two. That's what happens with people. They get better or they leave, right? So, and maybe some of the out-of-town people decide it's not worth the hassle anymore, and they'll they'll sell their stock back. I, li I like knows? that solution a lot. Well, everybody does. Everybody else does too. And it's hard. It's going to be. That's not. You know, who knows what they do? They're they're yeah. private yeah. property owners, and our goal. Let me be clear: is not to drive people from Away. being a property owner absolutely but it is to be a hold good them property owner correct yeah because there's no way to get our neighborhoods back if we don't start with the rentals right yep. uh and the blighted properties yep uh we're doing a lot to address homelessness uh which seems like well they can't buy a house well you're right but you know what if you can get job training if mm -hmm. you can 
get them a place to get their mail and get an ID. It's a very long process. It's very slow. It's it's one-on-one intensive. It's nearly an impossible task. But let me tell you something. It is a big part of all of this. Mm-hmm. Because what you have to do is you have to have enough jobs for regular folks that want a regular job and that that's what they they need. You have to make that for them. We have to make an economy once again for the middle class because re- that's really where we're at now. Yeah, we've shrunk middle class. The, the divide yeah. Yeah. didn't hit like these people that were already rich and now they're just richer and everybody else is still middle class. Yeah. No. Yeah, we no. are. The middle class got Very cut in half, and, beheaded, yeah. thrown out the door. Uh, Living paycheck to paycheck. Correct. That's really the big middle, economic change. That's exactly right. And so, uh, and so that part, uh, you know, you have to hit it from all the angles. Economic development, new building projects. You got to keep new housing coming in. A lot of times that's going to be in the form of apartments, and I understand people don't like them, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry. I genuinely am sorry. Yeah. But there are going to be more apartments coming in because this is all people will build. This is all they'll build now. This is not us making this choice of we cut some deal with some developer somewhere right. to build a, apartments. If we had a developer or a builder that was willing to finance a hundred new 1,000 square foot home somewhere, we jump on that in a heartbeat. But this is not 1963. Right. This is not going to happen. Uh, the builders now are putting money because rich people still have money because they have cash because they pulled it out of They're the stock market before they crashed. They are building million dollar houses yeah. that used to be $600,000 houses. Yeah. Two, three or four years ago. So they're like everybody else. They're, they are capitalizing on the economy, which is what you're supposed to do in America. I'm not criticizing this. Mm-hmm. It's reality. That's just reality. So for now, uh, we will approve apartment uh, deals. Uh, I think uh, projects from time to time. I'm not saying we approve them all. Yeah. I don't know until we vote, but I'm just saying we will approve things like the Inglewood Overlay District because that will help real estate agents market that area, which will bring some new dollars, some new construction, some some uh, you know yeah. refurbished construction money, yeah. rehab money, all that. That's what you have to do. So I know that. Uh, you just said we will approve the Inglewood Overlay District. If, and if, if I should say if we do. Well, uh, but I believe we will. And, if it and gets I'm there, gonna, when it gets there. I'm going to say I, I agree with that. I think that's, that's a great move that should be done. Um, but I'll go back to one of your original statements and just kind of uh, like to get your take on it because we're all individuals. We all live in, choose to live in independence, we all have opinions. Um, but that, sure, we need that affordable housing, but not in my neighborhood. Well, that's ultimately what sure. seems to come up all the time. And, you know, some of my anger, I'm just going to say, I won't mention the group, but it's just the downright lies or use of verbiage that is very alarmist that 
to me, it feels like its whole purpose is to kill a potential project like the Inglewood Overlay, when it doesn't have to be that way. And so instead of talking about... Why can't we all just get along, Mr. Well, Rogers? I wouldn't even say that much, but but I'm a big, you know, black and white person of facts. Facts are facts. So... I would add that maybe one of the steps we need to do is is just make sure that our public communication is so very, very clear on the facts. Well, you know, you sit on the planning commission. You've got a voice. Use it. I absolutely do. Um, but when I think about uh Absolutely, people have differing opinions. Uh, you know, this nation has never been more divided. Well, I would disagree. So Civil War, we were pretty darn divided. But This nation has been far more divided than yes. it is. So, that's, but, a, that's a smoke screen. That's a talking point, I know. Um, but, and that's why I caught myself saying, okay, yeah, no, it's not the most divided. But it, but it is divisive right now. And so when it creeps into those projects and things— that from an economic value, from a reputation, from moving the city forward. Um, yeah. So you here's, know, your, here's your chance to stop it. You're on the planning commission. What, how are you going to use your voice? Well, like I said, uh, opportunity, facts are facts. So communicating the facts of any project that comes part forward. of that's up to Inglewood to present it properly yep, absolutely uh clearly you know maybe they can do some improvements who knows um but part of that is standing up to other people I mean it's up to you I'm not putting you on the spot by the way yeah. I don't expect you to do anything or the other members of your commission or yeah. committee to do anything right. but let me tell you something there's literally one way to stand up to a bully and that's to get in their face and say, do whatever it is you think you can do. Yeah. Well. Because I'm not going anywhere. I think if citizens really want to start working towards more affordable housing options, if they want to change our medium income. They do. But the way it happens is, and, and this is a normal human reaction, Yes, I want all those things. That sounds but great. But change is really hard. But <laughs> not if it affects me personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, so that's where yeah. that's where the idea of sacrifice comes in. Yeah. So if you're really Christian. Yeah, absolutely. If that's a thing. Yeah. Then that's absolutely that's sort, a that's thing. sort of then yeah. that's sort of built into who you are, right? Yeah, I mean, right. didn't Christ sort of sacrifice himself? Absolutely. So, but. So I, w I will call out Christians on that issue. Okay. Um, uh, you know, if, if you find yourself being a not in my backyard, but you're unwilling to make a sacrifice to help the city get better, yeah, then that's okay. That's your choice. But just be aware uh, what message you are putting out there about yourself. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. It, the message to say... No, I care more about my property value and, and my neighborhood and how I see it than I want to sacrifice for the city. Or it probably is not even going to be a sacrifice. It's probably more like just gambling. It's, well, it's taking a bit of a risk on yeah. something new, yeah. which is scary. And especially when it's somebody's 
biggest investment they've ever had in their entire life. So, again, not me criticizing, not me judging. I'm going to say I would bet on the future of independence. I have. Rising tide raises all ships. I mean, I, you know, if we can get around that not in my backyard, provide more clear facts of the project. So, you know, I would say that's yeah. where so some transparency. Yeah, that people can understand. Yes. And we just happen to be using the Inglewood overlay because it happens to be a good first step of providing some affordable housing. But, you know, facts that people could understand. And then... People need to understand how it could benefit them. Absolutely. Very directly. It could benefit us all, you know, sure. to have more affordable housing. Why doesn't East Skate happen? Well, because it's going to provide jobs now, jobs in the future. It's going to have a need by new citizens of our city to need housing. It's going to be jobs where they stay and work in our city. You know, so if we started um, really looking at the that benefit for all and then assessing, I, I like what you said, assessing your own own willingness to to see what that sacrifice could be or potential sacrifice. But in the end, it's probably not going to be. We're probably all going to benefit. So, um, In the end, you raise the entire property value of an entire large area or smaller area or whatever it ends up being. But as money comes in, Mm -hmm. real money, infrastructure money, that's what raises your property value. That's that's real value. That's not inflated value. That's not interest rates by the Fed. That's not something that will crash. It's not the stock market. You're talking about infrastructure value. Yes. That's what builds value in property. Well, you know, we often talk about those exciting projects, you know, um, and I always get excited and very um, know that the future can be brighter that it will be brighter. And I... Uh, it already is. You know, and so my fear at the you know, when thinking about all this was so many goals and so many, you know, strategic plans and so many things that we're currently feeling, you know, current economic situation. But as an economic situation like this runs in ebbs and flows and, and we will face it again. I just hope that the next time we face something like this, that we have come so much farther as a city, as citizens, to weather it in a different way, look at it in a different way, because on the upside of any downturn is typically years of growth, unless you haven't been willing to put the investment into it, you know? I will say it a million times. I would go to war with all the people in this town over the people in any other town any other day. (laughs) And that's why you are City Councilman Dan Hobart. You know, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up for today, but help us raise more roofs. That's really, you know, kind of what this conversation is about, just from a citizen standpoint, uh, from a government standpoint on, on your side, local government, and then how do we, what can we do? And you've already named a couple of things. So 
um, code enforcement. It's small. Accountability. It's small. Start with a small project like Inglewood Overlay and... You take steps where you can take them. Let's let's make a difference. Let's do something different and uh, move towards more affordable, quality housing and independence. So I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. I'm Dan Hobart. Thanks for listening. We want to thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. And I'm Dan Hobart. Join us again next week because we have issues. <laughs>